listening to the Sil 80 Mania podcast, and thanks for joining us for episode 12. This is our final episode. It's a very special episode, but I want to introduce everyone first. By my side, my co-host, Nadine Sue. Hey, babe. Hey, honey buns. You're hiding something. I don't know what I you're hiding. Am. We're going to It's a celebration. Yes. This is episode 12, and this is our finale episode that's right that's right oh my gosh and now and now the studio is a mess (laughs) it's my studio it's okay it's okay and there's (laughs) there's there's glitter stuck in the the fan above us (laughs) our our sound guy's gonna get pretty pissed i better turn that off okay Okay, wait can you hear it guys wait listen listen yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we need to take a short break. No, no, no. That's okay. We'll be right back. No, 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 no. I, I got it. You got it. We're fine. We we can continue. Well, hopefully it'll fall. We can continue. It's like the ocean. Yeah, it's the ocean. All right. And as always, we have our sound engineer, Mark Mondoy. What's going on, Mark? Hey, How's Mark. It? And today we have our fourth member of the team who's oh. never been on the show. Mystery. Um, he's He's an integral part of the show. Um, he is one of my oldest friends. I was the best man at his wedding. Um, he's like, uh, he's like really famous on Instagram. He is. Yeah, he is. He's an influencer for sure. He's an influencer. (laughs) Uh, he's, uh, Steve Nakamura. Welcome to the show. (laughs) Welcome, Steve. Good Good to be here. Here, let me give some, some of this to Woo! There we go. Okay, I think I have it out of my system. So, right. Steve, how long how long have we known each other? Ninety nine, two thousand. No, no, it's before that because I knew you before I had my S thirteen. I met you. I met you when uh, you. It was at V Spec. Yeah. Was it V Spec or Skyline Motorsports? No, was, I don't remember what it was back then. I think it was V Spec. Yeah. And and you guys were getting ready for one of the import show offs. Mm-hmm. That's when I met you. And you had your Turbo DA Integra, mm-hmm. which must have been like 97 or 98. Maybe 98. Like 98. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys ask for each other's pager numbers or something? I think we did. I don't know. No, I don't think so. <laughs> no, I think I you're, you're working or on your AOL email. I think you were installing your SR on your car. No, that Whoa. was later. Was it later? Yeah, before no, that. It was before that. It was before I had a car. Before I had a cool car, I was just some like kid, like you know, like following you guys around at the shop, oh. and like you had already been doing really cool things. You're in like Super Street a lot, and you've been in the scene for a really long time. And uh, I want everyone to know like a really impressive fact about you. When did you buy your first Hachiroku? Oh, well, I was like 1992. 92. Damn. Dang. Yeah. Oh, boy. That was a good car. And you've had how many Hachiroku since then? Um, Two coupes and my current one. Yeah. And your current one is really cool. Which you drove today. Which yeah. you drove today. Yes. It's uh same same color red as my car. So yeah. we're like twinsies in that aspect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you guys are curious, we're going to pop a, a picture of his car parked in front of my studio right here. So nice. So cute. And it's and it's gotten a recent facelift, yeah. Oh yeah. For the yeah. longest time, you've been like the OG Hachiroku guy, like the Japanese style Hachiroku guy. It's it's always had um, like vibes of running free mm-hmm. or Ueo, just like that old school look of you know having the um, 
having the uh why can't i think of the name of that bumper good line <laughs> good line of course uh -huh. that's like the, that's like the only bumper uh -huh. uh, it had a good line front bumper no side skirts no rear weird things definitely no j blood fenders mm -hmm. um you had the you have the metal the metal flares like we were talking about yeah. in the the justin kikawa episode N nothing wrong with j blood by the way um, <laughs> and then, uh, it's, you know, you've always had really cool wheels, uh -huh. um, a lot of style, like you've always had a lot of style. Um, oh, but yeah, it, you. but you got a facelift recently. Mm -hmm. Tell us about the facelift. Oh, it's a full run free arrow. Oh, so yeah, I wanted that for a long time and I finally got it. Yeah. So but what made yeah. you make that jump? Because it's such a huge difference in style, right? Like you had the old, I, I would venture to call it like a purist style. Um, it just looked the same way since 2005. So yeah. I needed to. Needed a I just wanted up. to change. Were you losing <clears throat> losing some interest in that style? Um, no, it's just you know I just. Were like you losing it. interest in your car? No, okay. not at all. <laughs> you just wanted a change. Yeah, I just wanted. Something yeah, a yeah, we different. get sick of looking at the same yeah, thing. you know yeah. that's why I'm so sick of. That's my why car. I went. You know, I had a Seal eighty to begin with, right? And then mm -hmm. I went to one eighty face. Yeah, that's the same reason why I was just like, I I got tired of it. Right. And I feel like you need right. to go back. That everyone's saying that. Yeah. I don't know if I'll ever go back. Should. But but we we were talking about this a little bit before we started recording, though. Like Steve, uh, how. Just the nature of owning a Hachidoku is such a different, like, perception nowadays compared to, like, you know, when you first got it, right? Just, right. Now it's seen as something exclusive, seen as something as, like, prestigious now. Yeah, it's, it's so it's, weird. It's strange. <laughs> I, I can't see it that way. It's Yeah. You have, like, a true classic car it's, now. It's just, yeah, I don't... Anyone who appreciates cars would, when they see your car, they would appreciate it. They know oh. it's special. Hey, wow. Steve, uh, tell us, tell us something really dumb that you did to your car early on oh like a dumb mod um, do you remember the very first episode we recorded yeah and nadine cut half her springs <laughs> well I, I we we cut we cut my springs well tell, tell me the corolla how much I you first cut bought. well <laughs> we were stupid and we didn't realize that the corolla was independent was was not independent rear suspension yeah <laughs> so we got one spring out and we kept cutting it, but it wouldn't get lower. <laughs> but we didn't realize that we didn't cut the other side. <laughs> so we're like, why isn't it not moving? Just keep cutting it. And then my friend was like, oh, we didn't cut the other side. <laughs> so we had to match it. And then it, the car ended up being like super slammed, way lower than Way that. too low. Way too low. But How much like, of the springs did you cut by that time? <laughs> probably like. Three quarters <laughs> nice. of the whole spring. Hey guys, Steve wins. You you went past half. Yeah, yeah. no, way way past half. Wait, see, <laughs> half is like not a big deal, guys. So, but yeah, but and it's so we got we got a we okay. we crowned a new champion today. Yeah, congrats you, you congratulations, yeah. Steve. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, it looked really cool. I'm sure after. But it's yeah. Just, Sitting. Not not what not what I was expecting. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's awesome. I that's love awesome. it. Well, well, what does Steve do for the podcast? Talk to us. Oh yeah, we didn't even talk we, about that. I mean, okay. Yeah. Oh. So Steve does the all of the graphic design. So he did the logo. Mm -hmm. Um, he did all of the graphics for Instagram, all the giveaways. Uh, he did the layout for the YouTube, the YouTube version of the oh, podcast. Oh, did he make the wheel turn? 
Oh, yeah. Mark yeah. did that, didn't you? No, you did. Oh, I remember. I, I he doesn't even remember what he does. Yeah. Did the motion graphic for the wheel turning, motion which graphics, is not yeah. easy. And then all the covers for the, for YouTube, like mm-hmm. with the with the people on it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Everything that makes the podcast look legit from a graphics standpoint is you. Thank you, Steve. Yes, oh, thank yeah. you, Steve. Thanks for all your hard work. Yes. Oh, yeah. You no guys, problem. Mark, Steve, you guys are like, we could, we could like make things pretty legit. Like, I know. We got yeah, a good I mean, team. when we first started it, like we all were pretty dedicated to begin with. I just knew we wanted to have this start the show running, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we yeah. sure did. And look where we are today. Look where we are. <laughs> look at us now. Yeah. What a mess. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're we're in it. We're in it. Um, so I think this calls to break open some champagne. Oh, yeah. Let's pop I some bottles. I brought out from my special stash this very nice champagne for you, which I hope that you all will drink with us. But if you don't want to and you want to be like this, then you get the Hello Kitty champagne, <laughs> nice. which is a berry mix, no alcohol. Hey, and mm-hmm. and you're listening to us at home or wherever you're at. Pop some bottles with us, too. Yeah, we got to celebrate. Let's celebrate. Right. Well, Benson's popping the champagne... I want to go around the table because, I mean, we have to talk about the season. Um, I kind of want to start out with Mark. Hey, Mark. Oh, boy. Um, I'm going to go one question at a time. So, I mean, I have some questions. We are thinking about the season. I was kind of re-listening to the whole season, too. And I I know that you probably remember. You memorize every episode because you probably listen to it like 65 times before you give it to us. Yeah, some more time. Hold on. Oh. Ooh, here. Yes. Hey, no, gotta make it nice. No, no bubbles. Um. So, Mark, what are you gonna do now with all your new free time? <laughs> now that the podcast, we're kind of wrapping the first season. We're gonna take a little break, possibly. I, I think your workload's gonna get a little lighter. Well, I gotta take what I've learned from this first season. <laughs> Are you going to be working and like... And gearing up for the next season of the Drifting Pretty podcast? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which Actually, he's my sound engineer for that podcast as yeah. well. So, I mean, you know, we did the first season of that before we did this show. I took, you know, what I learned from that mm-hmm. for this show. And, you know, in turn, I'm taking what I learned from this for the next season. Oh, of that show, man. So. That means my podcast is going to be pretty legit now. Thanks, honey. So. All right. So, let's... Let's cheers to this right well, why, now. Why so you... I'm trying so you don't give a lot of bubbles. Okay, that's Thank enough. So okay. Much. All right, let's cheers, guys. Cheers, cheers. to the podcast cheers. season one. Cheers. Good job, you guys. Yay. Okay. I'm going to go around. Honey buns. Yes, ma'am. What are you going to do with all your new free time? Well, I was thinking about getting into some, uh, <laughs> some uh, fabric weaving and... Um, Stop. No, I'm not. But I'm gonna have so much more time. Uh, like, will you? Yeah, I will. Uh, I haven't been able. Okay, we got the Z. We haven't been able to do anything to oh, it. I know. I've, I've been doing a little bit of work here and there, but I mean, I really want to drive. So, yeah, I, I'm Hell gonna go. Yeah. I'm. I'm gonna go drifting. I'm we're gonna. gonna go drifting. We're gonna go drifting. Yep. Um, I want to go on date nights with you. Uh. And but you know the I think the what the listeners want to hear is, is I'm going to get ready for season two. So there's a lot of things that I've 
I've been I've been taking notes as we go on how to improve things that um, I haven't really focused on. And I mean, we know this is our first time doing this podcast and we've learned so much. And I didn't want to like make major changes in the middle of it. So, um, you know, just coming up ways, coming up with ways to make it better. Oh, okay. Um, and, and for me, like what I'm going to do with my free time is work on my podcast. Um, <laughs> and I feel like my answer is kind of like Mark's where I'm working on a different podcast and, and I kind of take what I learned from this one <clears throat> and apply it to that. And, and it's funny because I've been trying to tape see, um, episodes during this time that I've been helping Benson produce this podcast. So it's going to be interesting. And you know, this podcast uh, started off on the right foot because we had already done your first season of your podcast. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we didn't, this wasn't our very first effort. So it seemed a little bit polished right from the start, thanks to your podcast. Thank you. Thanks to Mark, for sure. Um, yeah, and then I'm, I'm writing a book. Um, I'm writing my first children's book. And so that's like something that I've been working on, but now that I can is really cool. focus more on that. And, you know, I just want little boys and girls out there to know that it's just normal. If a little girl wants to become a race car driver and she actually becomes a race car driver, that's like just normal everyday stuff, you know? And yep. so it's a series called Sachiko Goes Racing. It's going to drop in the fall of 2022 and um, just excited to drop the book and, um, you know, it'll be the first in a series. We're going to keep dropping the books. And um, I've got four books slated so far. So I'm just, I'm really excited. And um, I may have some extra time, more extra time for that. But I kind of oh just, my gosh. you know, <laughs> I, I on it. Uh, in the spirit of this episode, I listened to the very first intro ep episode that we did. Ooh. And I remember, like, teasing you about all the hats that you wear and how you wear too many hats. Oh, and you know you no, I don't. you're adding to it. No, I don't. <laughs> but it's that's okay. you. But that's you, and that's what makes you like such an impossible or uh, unstoppable. Impossible. Not, uh, not impossible. <laughs> that's what makes you an unstoppable force. Is just you just keep going, and you you take on more, and you just you just do it. You, you're never afraid to add more to your plate. I love you too, honey buns. Mm -hmm. It's only we're only getting started. Same oh, with you. Oh you're adding to your plate. I'm excited for you. I'm excited too. Um, Steve, what are you going to do with all your free time? You know, we're not going to be calling oh. you like, hey, the giveaways. In, yeah, I'm not going to send you emails. Uh, sorry, Steve, I forgot to ask. Can you do this for me in like 24 hours? <laughs> well, my role was not as big as your guys' role yeah. in this, but uh, not much. No change. That's such a Steve answer. I know. Work, work, no. on, mm. work on my Corolla more. Oh, well, okay. That's it. Time permitting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good... I like your Corolla. What can you possibly do next? Well, there's a lot of things. So hmm. It's too much. You can go to the track with us. Yeah. Yeah, Actually, for sure. There we for go. Sure. So Lady nice. Mania podcast track. Day. I was going to say, can I say something? Like, Over the course of this season, I've noticed we've talked a lot more about Hachirokos than we've ever done yes. about mm. S13s. Yes, sir. Mm. Yes, sir. We're going to have to change the name of this show <laughs> to A86 Mania yeah, yeah, yeah. podcast. <laughs> I I, it was not intentional. But to be honest, when, when I when I tried to think about why that was happening, it's because Hachirokus were a more popular car than the S13. It had a it had a bigger following when I first got started, right? It was it was more it's a more affordable car. It already had like some culture in the US. 
In all and, forms, right? Motorsports. Right. And for S13s, like it did not become popular until you realized its potential because of what it was in Japan and not what it is here in the US. Right. So all of the OGs, when I first started, they all had Hachirokus. So, you yeah. know, and I, mm-hmm. think, I think season one was mainly about like the people that, that I looked up to and the people that I thought were OGs and how their stories were being lost. So, okay. That's Fair true. Enough. We we really didn't have any other mentors. There were no other S- than Hachiroku yeah, There were no S13 OGs when we started. You know, it was too young of a car. Right. Yeah. So tell me what you've learned from doing the podcast, Honey Buns. I'm going to start with you. Oh, man. I, you know, I learned a lot about myself. Yeah. Doing this podcast. And, you know, what the listener might not know is that when I came up with the idea of the podcast, I sat on it for months and I couldn't get started because all the doubt and the fear kept me from doing it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it it taught me at my age of, I think I was 41 when I started the podcast, that there's still so much you can learn about yourself and so much uh, that you can do if you just take the leap of faith. So Start before you're ready. Start before you're mm-hmm. ready. Um, you know, like... Put, put all the negative thoughts aside and just, just do what you believe in and it'll work out. So that's what I learned. So deep, but I love it. I feel like that's like the common thread like with a lot of the people that I surround myself with, like especially in Drifting Pretty. I mean, that's kind of everybody's motto in Drifting Pretty, how they've pursued racing and went on to produ- pursue so many more exciting things um, <clears throat> in their life because of what racing taught them. Same with me. And it was always just coming back to like starting before you're ready, just taking the leap, taking that first step is the hardest part. Yeah. And, and don't let your yourself stop you from doing something yeah. great. We're our own biggest critics. Yeah. How about you, Mark? Yeah, well, of course, there's all that technical stuff about, you know, producing this show, like editing all that stuff. But how, how much would you say you knew before you started versus what you know now? <laughs> Honestly, when it comes to the audio stuff, you know, three, four times fold what I, wow. what I learned from like oh. the first season of the Drifting wow. Pretty podcast. Um, but I mean, besides that, uh, you know, like you were talking about just like, you know, what you learned about yourself, which is what I learned about this is just how rewarding the reset like I did not expect how rewarding it would feel just to receive the reception that it has. And, you know, just just you know, the fact that people are not only appreciate or, or enjoying the show, but just the love that they give back. You know, I wasn't expecting that at all, let alone, you know, realize how much of an impact it would have on me. And it's just, you know, it's so inspiring to just like not only just to share these stories, but then seeing how people are learning and seeing how people are, are receiving it has just been so inspirational, you know. Yeah, I agree. And I, I don't think uh, we talk about that enough about just how much, how many people, I mean, you, you can see on the comments in IG and on YouTube, but like people DM me all the time and y- they'll share their stories with me and, um, and they show so much support for me, someone who they've never met. Right. And uh, I was just surprised at, you know, just how the world is full of so many friendly, supportive people. Yeah, it was fun too. Where like, especially say the Hawaii episode, just hearing or seeing the comments of people just like reliving their histories and yeah. their stories as well. Yeah, and I would say like a lot of our listeners are guys, and and being a female on the podcast, I feel like females are 
a lot more emotional. Mm-hmm. But it, it surprised me that I got so many like heartfelt comments and Benson got all these heartfelt DMs and it was just like, whoa, yeah. like you guys listening are deep and I, I love it. And I just, I didn't expect it. I mean, well, we weren't doing it to get reception. We were just doing it because this is something Benson wanted to do and document. But like, yeah, it was really unexpected and, and really beautiful because you got so many wonderful um, people listening mm-hmm. and they take the time out to like send a personal message and yeah. it just means the world to us because totally. it was unexpected. But we I think that is part of the nature of this show and its tone is like, you know, it's not a like I said at the beginning, um, you know, it's not about just people bragging about what they did back in the day. It's really just sharing experiences and, you know, to hear, you know, uh, listeners' experiences as well is just as meaningful. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I, I guess since we're on the subject of unexpected things, one of the things I didn't expect was um, how, you know, people would reach out to me and let them know that it made them feel nostalgic. Right. And to me, like nostalgia is, nostalgia is nostalgia for a reason. It's because it, w- it reminds you of a very special time in your life. And I feel like, you know, when you experience something that later on you realize is very nostalgic for you, it's because um, that ex- that very first experience was is formative for you, or it really affects your life. And when we do these podcasts, and it makes people feel nostalgic, I feel like it's creating it's creating a very special feeling for people. Yeah. And um, like that is something that I didn't realize we were doing for people, and like that that is just. It it blows my mind that we can create that for people, so, and we're we're putting out like a positive energy out there for right. people as a shared experience. Yeah, you know? yeah. <clears throat> I know for me, like when when I what I learned because you guys are going deep. See, here we go again, guys, being emotional. Is that alcohol? Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna go on the technical side. I I didn't know, like I've done my first season of the podcast, and I interview people that. In my first season, I interviewed mostly people I already knew, like I already had an existing relationship. But, you know, half the people that kind of came on to the podcast this season, I don't know them. I Some of them I've known of them, but I wasn't their friend. So it was interesting to be an interviewer, um, to, to bring people into the studio, make them feel welcome. Re- even though I don't really know everything about them, try to f- ask the right questions to get drill down to like how they really feel and who they are. And I I feel like that's just such an art to be an interviewer and, and talk to people and make them feel comfortable because we only have like an hour, hour and a half with them. Like, I don't know you, but I'm going to interview you, you know, like, and I have to be a stalker and figure out, like figure you out so I can unlock everything in this interview. So I think I got good. Like you got really good. <laughs> hey, I, I guess it gives me a chance to give both of you your flowers for this show. Oh, because, Mark's giving flowers. I mean, you know, you guys literally set the tone for the show. And just like you said, there a lot of the guests we had, you know, either A, we hadn't seen them in decades or B, like, you know, it was the first time actually meeting them. And to, you know, it's through your personalities that they're able to get comfortable and, you know, talk as if you're longtime friends from the get-go. And that's not an easy thing to do always, you know? And, you know, it's because of who you are. And you guys have always been like that. You've, you know, you've been genuine. You've been, you know, you know, heartfelt in how you've approached people. 
and it, it comes off. And that's why I think these guests are able to, you know, feel at ease with being themselves because they're not, you know, they're, you know, you say you bring out the hard hitting questions, but you're not really, <laughs> you know, not. I mean, you're not attacking them or anything like that. You know, it's just, you're just digging in a little deeper than, you know, yeah. they yeah. might expect. But, yeah. you know, that's part of, like I said, that's setting the tone for the show. And I think, you know, that's why we have the listeners that we do, because, you know, you guys are really good at, you know, like I said, getting the guests comfortable and, you know, have fun themselves. Like how many times have we finished and they're just like, yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and like the, a lot of these guests, it's the first time they've ever been on a podcast or yeah. an interview yeah. like that. So yeah. that's on you guys. Oh, thank, thank you. you, Mark. Yeah. Hey, let, let me pour you some more alcohol. Please. Dude, Mark's so sweet. He's so sweet <laughs> when he's on alcohol. I'm, I'm loving this. Uh, Steve, don't give him any. I know, right? He turns into the Hulk. <laughs> It'll be the opposite. I can give you some, Steve, Complete if you want. No, 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 no. Don't, don't feel left out. <laughs> All right. Um, Steve, I'm going to ask you a question now. You ready? Okay. <laughs> Which interview surprised you the most? Surprised? Hmm. And you can exchange that for memorable. Like, memorable? Yeah. Probably with Yoshioka. Oh. That was like one of my favorites. That was your favorite one? Because that's your yeah. boy? Okay, yeah. that wasn't that because hard to guess, Steve. He's cheating. <laughs> because he said people who drive A86 are manly. <laughs> that, that was kind of surprising, actually. What, what was surprising about it? It was just, you, you never hear that. Like What? You don't hear what? Like, oh, it's to drive a Corolla is manly. A man, the manly yep. thing to yep. do. Yep. I love that he said that. You don't remember that? No, I totally I, remember that, but I'm just wondering wh why that. I mean, I I think I I've always understood why it takes like real aggression to drive a 86 well. I I so it didn't surprise me, I don't think. It I'm, surprised me because when I think of a don't get mad at me Hachiroku guys. I love you guys. But Oh snap. Here we go. When I think of a Hachiroku, I think of this low powered like low yeah. horse powered old rickety car yeah that's kind of like mm, it's a corolla mm -hmm. you know and it just has a little bit of a stigma mm -hmm. right and then you guys the hachiroko drivers have you have to make it look dope you got to make it go fast but yep. you can't sell out and go like you can't put an sr in it because then people get mad at you oh here it comes and then, here it comes yeah. i hear the no, haters no, no, no. calling oh my god uh -oh. no 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 but what i'm saying is like i totally get what he was saying because in my eyes i don't always think of like hachiroku drivers as manly men but when he put it that way i was just like oh snap that's deep you're right so i was very surprised so i understood well, not so surprised by what he said just that yeah, i don't know what he that he said it yeah yes just the fact that it was recorded yeah him saying, yeah <laughs> yeah you know like what, honey when you say when you explained it that way um i have as a i as a fan of like really good Hachiroku drivers and you're saying how Hachirokus are so underpowered, um, I have an observation to share with you guys. When I watch someone really good in a Hachiroku, uh, what I see is not the car doing well. It's never that. I always feel like I'm seeing that driver's aura because it, you know, a Hachiroku does on its own, it should not be going as fast or, um, you know, looking as of as aggressive as they do because it's really hard to do that so i always feel like if someone's doing really well i'm like oh i i see that guy like i see the person i don't see a hachiroku drifting it's kind of a right. weird thing that i see in my head but when i see someone really impressive i'm like oh i see the person i don't see the car mm -hmm. hmm. 
So, Mark, what interview surprised you the most? Actually, I would have to say Yoshioka as well. Oh, um, wow. It was just so much fun. They just, we finally get to have a guest to give the Japanese perspective on, like, you know, American drifting. And just,、mm-hmm. you know, it was such a cool opportunity to hear just like a, a totally different perspective on this, that time of、uh, drifting's history. And just, I wish we could have spent another four hours on just、yeah. asking like everything about D1 and、yeah. that whole era from Japan to the US. But just even getting the opportunity to speak with him was just such a fortunate. He said、thing. he would come back. I would really look forward to it. Like, he's like, you know, after, after the interview, I had all these stories come up. Like, since he, he, I guess he doesn't really think about the past too much. But he's like, after the recording, I, I started thinking, and like,、uh, there's all these things that I wanted to talk about. And so he wants to do it again. How many of our guests have said that? <laughs> yeah,、actually? a lot of them. <laughs> We'd be happy to have them all back, too. A lot of them. But, you know, I, I just can't believe we got such a legend to be a guest on the podcast. And,、totally. you know, I, I hear people call a lot of people legends, and, you know, that it might be true, but like, you cannot deny that Yoshioka. Is an A86 drifting legend. Yeah, if you don't know, you gotta know. So <laughs>、okay. that, was, that was so crazy. Yeah, yeah, it was. I know for me, like in terms of surprising,、um, I, I think I realized that I didn't know a lot about Hawaii, like drifting in Hawaii, until we did those two Hawaii episodes. They're most fresh in my mind, too. It's easy to, to say that, but、mm-hmm. you know, I. I Honestly, was a little bit ignorant about drifting in Hawaii. Like, I know it was there. I kind of took it for granted. And it was just really surprising to me, like, all the things that went down that I didn't understand and know about. Yeah.、Um, and how, like, in perspective, like, how the track closing really impacted、um, not just drifting in Hawaii, but like the, the shops、Motorsports. in Hawaii and, and、mm-hmm. just friendships. And like, it's just crazy. I, I never thought about that stuff. Well, yeah. Like, yeah. Of all the drivers that from Japan and all the, the appearances that they made, it was so shocking to hear how important that first signal auto event was. Yeah. Just yeah. every single guest、yep. brought up how important it was. I never knew. It, was, you know, it, was, it sounded really cool, but、mm-hmm. I didn't realize how impactful it was to all of them. I know.、Yeah. We didn't pay these people to say the same thing like over and over again, but、yeah. everyone said the Komatsu, same thing. You know. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Honey Buns? What, what surprised you the most? Um, I think the Toshi Hayama episode surprised me the most. Not,、oh. in, not in the interview itself, but just how, how much people really related to his story. Because I feel like, you know, us being older, <laughs> um, we kind of ha- knew Toshi already.、Um, but he was, he was so involved in、uh, the Fast and the Furious stuff and the D1 announcing. And I, I feel like our listeners,、um, that was kind of their. Introduction to drifting, or and I forgot to mention JDM Insider, but、um, like that was that was like their golden age, maybe because I just I just got so many messages about how that was their favorite their favorite episode because、mm. of you know when they when they grew up and into drifting. To me, that's the fun generational divide is、um, you say, like for the people that are say in their 30s or 20s that were really inspired by that, but compared to us who. Kind of had a little bit of a、Stigma. resentment、yes. towards the、mm-hmm. Fast and Furious, Furious series.、Yeah. Only because we were just like worried about how it impacted us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I'm on that page too, for sure.
know, moving on to the, you know, I was going to ask you guys, like, what was the most fun to record? And I, I have to start out. It's really funny because it's easy for me to answer, but I even rewatched it last night on YouTube just to make sure that was true. But like the Brian Hart episode, hands <laughs> down, was the funniest episode for me. Like, especially that part where we kind of teased him and, and said that we were doing a conference call with Reese Millen, who, if you guys haven't heard that story, it's episode five, Brian Hart. And, you know, he had some, a little, a little tiff with Reese yeah. over the phone <laughs> and Reese kind of was the instigator on that. I don't know if he was the Wait, instigator. No, but he like, wasn't. The, he was reacting he, to the instigation. He reacted to Brian and he kind of hunted Brian down. So it was really funny to see Brian's face when we're like, we have a special caller. It's Reese Millen. And I just like saw the look on his face. It was pretty epic. But but yeah, I had a lot of fun with that episode. That was really fun. What yeah. about you, Honey Buns? Hmm. I don't know if it was... I don't... I mean, they were all such a blast for me to to interview all of these people, but I think maybe Slide Squad for me. Just oh. uh, that was the most important for me for the rest of the season, just because you know we broke our teeth on that episode and um, everything that we ended up learning about this about recording and doing this podcast came from that episode. Yeah, right. and it was so important for me to um get their story out there just i mean that was that like from day one from my from my idea of this podcast like that was that was them uh their story was why i wanted to do the podcast so and and for some reason i wasn't nervous doing it i don't know why but i wasn't and so for me that was the most the most fun for me to record what about you, Mark? Um, well, first of all, actually, I want to thank Mark and Dave for that one, too, because not only did, you know, were they helping us cut our teeth, but <laughs> they helped set the tone for this the yeah. show yeah. and the season because <laughs> they were sure. so fun, so yeah. funny, and it really showed the vibe of what this show was supposed to be and it, exactly what I was hoping it would be. They had such good stories. They, they, ha- they have such good energy and, um, you know, the way they vibe with each other and... And they dealt with all of our inexperience too. Right? So, so yeah. I want to thank them for that too. Yeah, but as far as my favorite, I mean, the moment you brought up the idea of the show, like the first thing that popped in my head of bringing stories that haven't been heard was Hawaii, and to finally get the opportunity f- to hear from the people involved themselves. You know, I'm so thankful that we were able to get so many guests that we were, and they yeah. all not only had great stories, but they really did put together just kind of a tapestry of what Hawaii drifting was. And, Ooh, tapestry. <laughs> and like how not only important it was to them, but just, you know, it's really set the story of Hawaii drifting yeah. and how important it was to America's drifting. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, it's something I always wanted to learn and, you know, hear about and to finally get those stories on, on wax, like you say, is like just completely just heartwarming to me you know yeah when we when we came up with the idea to do to do this podcast it was the two it was um slide squad like i knew i need to get slide squad and i need to tell the story of hawaii and everybody in the middle like i i knew i had an idea of who i wanted on but those were the two anchors for me so it was really appropriate for me to start it with right. one yep. and then end it with the other oh yeah i didn't realize and we had eight people on 
Oh man, for Hawaii. If <laughs> yeah. we, I'd never counted it, but I like just counted it right now. We had eight people. It kind of felt like editing eight episodes. It was. <laughs> it was so much work. It uh, from beginning to end, right? Not even just the post, not just the recording, just like lining everybody yeah. up, doing the homework. Um, you know, finding out if they're available and if they're available, like, do they have the equipment? Do they have the time? And we were the straight time up mailing mics to Hawaii, and then that's right. You get one back, but one hundred percent worth it. Yeah, yeah, like, no regrets. That was the For most sure. fulfilling one, I think. Just you know, being in the trenches with you guys, recording till like three a.m. our time to get mm, interviews done. Yes. Um, that was that was a really good experience, and uh, I, you know, I think as I think as adults uh, at our age, like doing something so special that we're up, you know, we're, we're working together for like that many hours and really like burning the midnight oil. And mm -hmm. uh, like that wasn't something that I've done for a really long time. <laughs> Same. But Mark, side question, what episode was the most difficult to edit? Because <laughs> <laughs> guys, like, wait, wait, before you answer. Before you answer, I think I have drink an idea. some alcohol. Um, I think I have an idea. So like when when Mark edits an episode, it's not just like, oh, let me slap an intro and a sponsor message and an outro. It, it's completely not like that. He takes out people's ums, awkward silences. Um, maybe we might mess up a question and we have to re-ask. Maybe someone said straight up the wrong thing, like... Leighton saying the wrong zip code and then Mark has to flub it to make what? it work. <laughs> that never happened. Yeah, I just uncovered something right now, guys. And and so just things like that come up and it's up to poor Mark to like fix right. and just figure something out and, and just pull it out of his butt and yeah. be like, we yo, I figured we it out. We say this all the time where we get things on wax, right? And so we're, <laughs> we are making sure to to get stories or history like, like uh, you know, in a place where it'll always be there. But it doesn't quite work if someone, like we understand what they're trying to say, but they say it wrong or it may be misconstrued. So a lot of times it's up to Mark to make it right. Yeah. And we got some storytellers that come on to our podcast and they will go on and on and on. And I love it. But maybe we were talking, it like came to like talking about something that was nothing to do with the question we asked. <laughs> or the podcast. Or the podcast. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's all good. So anyway... Roundabout question. We formed <laughs> wait, wait, for first, you, Mark. I want to. I want to ask. I want to ask what which one you thought was the hardest for him to edit. Babe. Oh, which one I thought? Yeah. Oh, Alex Pfeiffer. What about you, Steve? I think <clears throat> maybe Hawaii. Hawaii. There's Ooh. so many. There's yes. so many people. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna guess Alex Pfeiffer too, but why? Why did you guess Alex Pfeiffer, baby? Dude, because he was drunk. He Alex, was so you drunk. were so drunk during the whole interview, and I didn't <laughs> want you whole. to sound drink drunk. But like we were talking a lot and we have so much fun with Alex and we yeah. have really good conversation and I love Alex. But I was like, dude, this is a long combo. And like, yo, we had a lot of tangents, a lot of, <laughs> a lot uh, of like tangents. off, off the, what, what do you the call record. off the record conversations? Yes. Okay. Well, to be honest, you guys are both right. You know, oh. like okay. logistically it was Hawaii just because we had so many guests Yeah, and you know, we love talking to him so much that, you know, each uh, each interview just went for hours. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, I do hear that, you know, there's a lot of listeners that would love to hear like all of it. But, you know, I, 
I have to cut it down just because, you know, I want to make it reasonable. I, you know, like my kind of point in, in going from episode to episode is like, I, I really don't want to waste anybody's time. You know, as, as entertaining as everybody is, yeah. I do respect and, you know, want people to uh, get the most out of the time that they invest in our episodes and to have a two, two and a half hour episode. That's a lot of commitment. So like, I don't, like I said, I don't want to waste anybody's uh, time and just, you know, right. putting all that. Effort. And I don't want to put that all on you, Mark, because from the very beginning I had an, my idea of the podcast was we want to, <laughs> we want to, we want to keep it to the subject. Right? right. And we, we don't want to go off on tangents and we want people to tell their story, but we want them to, to tell us all the important things we want to skip the fluff and we want to stay on subject. Um, and we want this to be a professional sounding podcast. Um, and so, you know, and that's no shot to anyone who like just throws the entire episode of their recording up for their podcast. Like I, that's some of my favorite podcasts are like that. Right. But for this one, I had a vision and that's the vision. Yeah. And, you know, the original uh, intention was like hour. Yeah. yeah. One hour. Um, one I mean, the stories were just too good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, on the other hand, you know, when you get to Alex Pfeiffer, it's just like, that show or that that recording was went for so long just because it was he had so much to say we had so much to talk about yeah we did but you know inebriation is a big thing <laughs> <laughs> and at some point you know it's just like the the stories were just kind of like out of the scope of what we were yeah. looking for yeah yeah so you know, and, there, and there's just, a little there's a little bit of tidying up to do on that one there was a lot there <laughs> a was little. there i you know there was i know there was because he told me after that he wasn't sure if he can get up and walk out of the studio. <laughs> <laughs> that was so, I mean, good. you know, to the listeners out there, if you're wondering the kinds of stuff I took out, it's it's nothing, you know, um, that you're missing out. It's it's not a sense of just like, oh man, you know, you're cutting, you're leaving on a cutting room floor, like all the good stuff. It's like, you know, it's just you know, trimming up here and there. Like yeah. I said, I, I wanted it to flow very smoothly. And like I said, if if you've noticed that there was cuts in here and there, then, you know, that's more my mistake than anything. Yeah, and you know, <laughs> some of it uh, were for our own ears only. Yeah, so. sorry, guys. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Steve. <laughs> yes. Here we go. We're going to put Steve on the button now. Here we go. Yeah, swig, swig it down, buddy. Swig that non-alcoholic berry <laughs> cider. Hello Kitty berry cider down. Okay, here we go. What is your favorite story shared this season go favorite story <laughs> it'd be with yoshioka again oh god okay Here what we go. story is that okay the one where he was running away from the gangsters oh, <laughs> and, uh, yes, rushing yes. to put two lugs on his i can't wheels imagine and running that, and driving away and trying to hit them i was like i had to re-ask that for him i was like can you clarify like i he was kind of mowing over that story yeah. and i was like wait a minute <laughs> wait what <laughs> if that was you steve if that was you would you uh be torquing them down would you be like like how how much do you put your, your finish putting your wheel on before you take off um yeah about one or two <laughs> what what do you mean oh one or two lug nuts one, one or two lug nuts okay <laughs> just like him yeah that's all you need <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was that was great. That was kind of crazy. Okay, that's a good one. How did I know it would be, of course, Yoshioka? I know, man. That's your boy. That's your boy. You only listened to one episode. <laughs> yeah, whatever. You probably only listened to one. Okay, honey buns. Um, favorite story. Okay, I have two. Can I can I say two? No, no, no. I'm just joking. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Well, this show. is my Mark podcast, so I'm going to say ten. Yeah. I'll just have Mark edit it out. Okay. That's fine. Um, 
my first one would be the story that Moto shared about his time in the car with Keiichi on the drive back to to LA from mm, Vegas. Like, okay. the, like I just can't imagine being in a car. Like, you know, like w- one, it's it's hard to imagine just having a personal conversation with Keiichi. <laughs> Two, it's a whole other thing to be in a car like close quarters with this man for like five hours. Yeah. And just like imagining the things that they're talking about, you know, like, and you getting to pos- possibly see the real Keiichi, like, n- you know. Not having to do it on a camera. Right. In front of yeah. Like that's, that's just uh, like one of those things. Once where, in a lifetime opportunity. Yeah. And guys, we're talking about episode four with Motomiwa. Right. Yeah. And if you haven't heard it, Please. that's a good one. Got the inside. Yeah. Inside that was track. really, really cool for okay. me to hear. What about the other one? And the other one is uh, Dave talking about his his time with Hiroshi and like you brought up that video uh where he's uh eating his bowl of noodles yep and steering with talk about uh, once in a lifetime opportunity yeah steering the car you know on the street with his knees Mm -hmm. and and you know um what's it Dave told us about like the inception of his f off thing you know his f off sticker on his car and like where that came from and you know how that came from Dave and the Heyman guys like <laughs> teaching Hiroshi like American slang and stuff. Yeah. That was that was my second one. Okay. I agree. Those are great. Yeah, those I love are good. It. What about yours, babe? So I'm a little drunk, so I had to think about this really hard. But <laughs> <laughs> see, I had it in my head. You're I drunk. had it in my head. I was really pounding this move right now. You're not pounding. It's it's, it's kind of hard. Okay, I think I have one. Um, especially, and um, don't forget to top me off. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. So I liked when we had Toshi on because I felt like we had kind of like a behind the curtain look at things. Oh my gosh, there's no more champagne. Sorry. Wow. Sorry, you are You guys are Alkies. So I liked when Toshi kind of brought us behind the curtain and talked a little bit about Motorex um, and kind of what went down. And and I felt like it was kind of an expose. Yeah. Like we were kind of hearing about things that we hadn't heard of before and, and just about people's character and, and kind of what all went down and the kind of general vibe around that time. And um, I, I appreciated that. And also hearing about how Fast and the Furious came about and, and what he, the demons he had to battle. Um, yeah signing on with fast and the furious because they're kind of like the same demons i had before i signed on with fast and the furious for that little little the little things that i did for fast and the furious it was like crazy because toshi had the same sentiments that i did were yeah you know the sellout versus like you got to keep it real like make sure it doesn't get too out of hand kind of situation yep um but yeah i mean that's episode six guys i mean there's a lot of behind the curtain stuff um you know i know toshi's name is like you may not all know him, but I mean, he's got some really great stories in that interview. And that sure. story with Motorex, um, that almost didn't make the cut for the episode because yeah. I remember talking about about it with you guys. And I knew it was like a really cool story for him to tell because not many people can tell it. But it didn't have anything to do with drifting. So I, I was, that was a question in my mind. Do we talk about this or not? You know, so, but I'm glad we did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're just reporting you know, and, and I felt like it deserved a piece. Yeah, totally. Yeah. What about you, Mark? Uh, you know what? I don't have a specific story, but 
with the interviews with Dave and Mark and Kengushi, actually, you know, just brought out the nostalgic vibes of just that era. Yeah. And, you know, if, if there's one thing that I wish we could have done more is just like there's a lot of young viewers out there who just don't have a context of just what the scene in the car world was like for us back then. And hearing their stories and hearing Ken's stories. I mean, there's, there's actually two kind of time periods, I would say, is before Formula D yeah. and after Formula D started. Yeah. And just, like, you know, just that wave of attention, that wave of just like notoriety that came with drifting. We, you know, we saw it from like literally nothing to becoming in a major part of a motion picture, right? It's just in the span of just a few years, it was such an amazing period of time that like I, I couldn't begin to describe how crazy it all was. And, you know, like I said, I wish we could could have gotten more into that. And, you know, just seeing, it was not only just being a part of it, but like, you know, you and Aideen and you, Benson, were, you know, at the head of it, just participating in it all. And yep. it was absolutely, you too, I mean, I was, I was there to see it. Yeah. But, you know, I wasn't competing in Formula D. I wasn't in Fast and Furious as a stunt, you know, pedalist. <laughs> but yeah, neither um, was Benson. <laughs> but I mean, like I said, it was such an insane time. Yeah. And like I, I knew it was then, but it was just a fun thing to hear them talk about. You know, like with David Mark was just the beginnings of it all and just yep. how for us it just started as just like having fun, trying to mimic what we saw in the option mm -hmm. videos. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Going to Ken and seeing it just on the big stage yeah. in front of thousands of people. And like I said, it's just a span of what, four years? Yeah. Was, you know, like I said it before, but it was really an unprecedented time. And, yeah. you know, this was just kind of like our piece of history that, you know, is maybe not important in the scheme of things, but just important in like just the history of motorsports. And I think that's something that, you know, we got to share with all the listeners and viewers out there. It's really cool. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. I love that. All right, here's my final question. It might not be my final because I do ask the heavy-hitting questions, uh -oh. and these really haven't been heavy, so I'm going to ask the <laughs> last easy question. What is your Well, I favorite? want the heavy one first. <clears throat> heavy one? Yeah. Okay, here we go. What is the most underrated episode? Ooh. Oh. You guys, the wheels are turning. No, I, I know I it already. To. Yeah, I, I know it already, too. All right. Okay, honey buns. Okay. For me, the most underrated episode is the Nick Fusecki's episode. Oh. Just because of what he was able to do for drifting before before anyone realized how big drifting would be. Like he was he was all he was a hundred percent all in before he knew. And I mean he had a feeling, he had an idea, but what what he started became really huge for you know, his involvement with Drift Show Off kind of paved the way for other drifting competitions, yep. including, you know, including D1 and Formula D. Like, he was the first major brand to back drifting. Yeah, and, and that's huge. Yeah, and, you know, a lot of people don't know who he is. Um, I don't think it has as much, as many downloads as it should, uh, just because you see his name and maybe you don't know, you don't know who he is but when you see all the things that he's done and you realize it was because of this man, um, and of course he admits that he couldn't do it without, do it without his team and all the other people that were working with he's him. He's so selfless. He's, yep. he's so humble, mm -hmm. you know, but, um, and it's, and it's, it's, he is, he is right. But 
we need someone to sow the seeds or come up with the idea or um, lead the way, yeah. right? And that's yeah. what he did. Mm-hmm. So. I agree. I'm going to go next. Um, my, I, I think the most underrated episode is Tommy Chen's episode. And Tommy Chen is so OG <laughs> that y'all don't hit play. Okay. <laughs> like, that's how I feel because um, my first introduction to like wheel to wheel racing or drifting on a real racetrack, which is what we kind of talked about, you know, in our Hawaii episodes. It was kind of like, yo, y'all were just in Cali drifting around cones, but Hawaii was drifting on a track. And the only other place that we were drifting on a track was Willow Springs at yep. Tommy Chen's events. Yep. And and we have Tommy to thank um, for that in, in speed trial. And I feel like he was an integral part of, of my beginning of my drifting career is is getting that experience um wheel to wheel on a like a real racetrack mm-hmm. at, at willow strings at, at um streets of willow you know that w- that was huge for me personally and and i feel like it was huge for a lot of people starting out in drifting was um tommy chen speed trial events so if you haven't heard that episode <laughs> it's episode eight yep shame on you for not listening to it <laughs> Hit play after and, this. And to, to think, <laughs> you know, Tommy Chen came from a road racing background, yeah. right? And road racers, I guess, I guess all traditional forms of racing, road racing, autocross, what what have you, they hated drifting, right? Mm. Not hated, they hate to this day. Yeah. <laughs> but he, but this, this guy, as a road racer, took a chance on us right. and he yeah. involved us and gave us the opportunity to drift on a racetrack and... You know, it just takes the, the first person to do that. And and he did. Yeah. What about you, Mark? Actually, in, yeah, in the same vein, it's just like, uh, I bet, you know, in the future when they talk about the history of drifting, they talk about any any motorsports, you know, the names that have come out first are always the celebrities, the stars, like the drivers, because those are the personalities that stand, stand yep. out the most. The but, frontliners. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for me, it's Moto Miwa's episode because, you know, people who set up the opportunities for drivers to improve to to get out there you know are never appreciated so like yeah th- these are the people that build a foundation for people to do what they want to do like when it comes to motorsports you can't have celebrity drivers if they don't have a place to drive yeah and you know for moto to to in the same way tommy did he's take the chance and to organize events and like become you know the first one in at least socal to to start formal drifting events like I can never thank him enough and he can never get enough praise for all the hard work he did. And, you know, it's an understatement to say how hard it was, right? He'll never admit how much... Because we don't know all the things that he did. Because he'll never admit how much work and and just how much, you know, just pain and suffering it took to convince these people that, like track owners, insurance, you know, people that drifting is something worth you know, investing in, right. Someone had to take that step and, you know, it, it's, 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 it was a leap. It wasn't a step. He underrates himself. Yeah. That's, so, it's like kind of like, I think it's not the viewers, a viewership. It's like Moto underrates himself. Right. Yeah. He didn't give himself enough credit. And, you know, it's like, I, not only can, can I never give enough thanks, but it, it could never be understated just how much of an importance yeah. he was yep. to the history yep. of drifting. Yep. yep. Steve? Well, <laughs> Yoshioka. I, I'm, not, I'm not sure on the analytics like viewership yeah, yeah, on course. any yeah. of the videos yeah. but I, I agree with Mark I think because 
what he did for drifting was pretty huge. Right. Yeah. Like that was the first event I ever drifted Same at me. or yeah. tried yeah. learning to drift was at a, you know, drift day one. I just saw pictures. Oh, was it at drift day one? Uh, drift day two, actually. When yeah. your car was Panda. Yeah. And then I had that oil spill over and then smoke coming out of the exhaust. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. <laughs> oh but the, I think, yeah, I think, well, I don't know the viewership on that, on that particular one, but I think yeah, it's pretty important. Yeah, for sure. And that, it really kicked off drifting for the whole USA, really. Like anything that happened in Cali, it kind of kicked it off. Like it kicked it off for the mainland. Not only that, but like he won't or he doesn't talk about how much of importance he was in bringing D1 in. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you talk about just the rise in popularity of, of drifting in America, it's like those first D1 exhibition events yeah. were, it has to be the, the spark that kicked off like drifting in America, as far as bringing it mainstream attention, right. it was those exhibition events. Yeah. Well, you also, you mentioned D1, but don't forget that D1 was hosting their events all around the country through Moto. Right. Mm. So Moto was running the show and, you know, they were they were setting up the track, talking to the track owners. Florida, doing, Chicago. Do, yeah. He was, the, Moto and Club 4AG and Drift Association, they were the reasons why D1 could do their events yep. all across the yep. nation. That's correct. Yep, yeah, for sure. D1 didn't do anything on their own. <laughs> right. No. All right. Episode four, Motomiwa. If you haven't heard it, hear it out. So I want to move towards talking about something, you know, Benson's like the humble guy, right? Would we all agree? <laughs> But Benson's been working really hard on something else. And, you know, now that he's got this podcast under his belt, he's been working on something called merch. Yeah. And and he works so hard. And he has been, like, hiring designers and firing designers <laughs> and, like, <laughs> trying to figure out, like, how to get his merch going. And, you know, me as as, like, a producer, I feel like, I'm not helping enough and I'm so sorry, babe, but you are like, you're killing it with the merch. And so not yet. I'm really excited to announce that our merch will be coming out and I'm actually going to put a due date because type A people do that. They oh, love, it'll be, the merch will dates. be, the merch will be on our website, podcast.sill80mania.com when this episode releases. <gasps> How about that? Look at that. You've changed. <laughs> You've changed. Okay. You heard it here. And I, I'm really excited to announce um, the release of our merch. And, um, you know, it, it's funny because Benson's been working on this for many, many months. The entire podcast, he's wanted to drop merch. And he just, he did it. He finally did it. And he sat down with many oh, designers. Oh, it's not done yet. I mean... It's it's it's, it's just it's press print. There. It's control P it's, or it's, Apple no, P right it's now. It's getting yo. there. Like, like <laughs> it's not there yet. Uh, I'm not happy with it. But you know, a lot of people have reached out to me asking, you know, where can I buy merch? I want to support you guys, and I'm so thankful for all of you who are like my biggest supporters, and they realize how much work goes into this podcast. And I've always wanted to, you know, thank all of you guys and find a way to compensate you for all that you've done for me and you know all the time that you guys have spent honey for you um everything that you do it and you know 
buying the equipment even and giving us you a place me to all record. The time. That's so okay. um <laughs> yeah, so this merch is really for you guys for a way so that I can give back to you guys. So um I, I'm I wanna do a good job. I wanna, you know, I I love clothes, so I wanna make something that everyone will love too. So look yeah. out for it. As soon as you hear this, go to the website and and support us. Help yeah. us help us to keep doing this. Help us to um, you know, pay our bills and well, spend all the time that we do. Not only that, just like the more you support us, the bigger the production value comes That's in right. the future. That's right. Ooh, I like that. That's exciting. We can get we can always be better. But like also we owe Mark a lot of money because like I feel like we need to pay Mark way more <laughs> than we do. So like yeah, we, we don't Oh my god. I mean, we've had lots of sponsors, but the sponsors really this season have been for you guys to like yeah. keep you involved and like give you free, like cool stuff. Um but I would like us to get to a point where, you know, I don't feel so bad for all of your volunteer hours and mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. So you mean you want to finance this show? I do. It's good. I, I love do. it. Well, thank you, Honey Buns. But yeah, I'm I'm excited to to, to drop the merch, guys. And um, it's funny because I I rode Benson's coattails, and I said, "Oh, cool! You're done with your design. Um, so you're gonna print one like that I want, and it, it can be your design. But I'm picking the colors and and the style, and it, it's just really funny. I, and I feel really bad, but no, there'll be like two versions. I'm I I, you know, most <laughs> most of the listeners I think are male, but um, I love the female listeners. I want I want you all to feel involved as well. So Dude, stuff bunch of that dudes you are like, gonna buy mine. They're, it's okay. totally yeah. I think so. Yeah, but we've been working hard on it. So can't wait to show you guys. Um, great job, Honey Buns, getting the merch out finally. There's more than just stickers. You know, finally we got some really cool apparel, and um, there's just gonna there's gonna be more. So it's kind of like we're doing the first apparel drop. There'll be more apparel drops because it's gonna get easier and easier. Um, I feel like that first one I hope is just so, so hard because it's kind of setting the precedence. It's so. like doing this podcast was hard that first time. <laughs> yeah. Now it's easy peasy. Yeah. So with that said, I want to talk about the horizon. Um, I'm busy. So I'm going to go and write my book. I'm going to mm-hmm. work on the Drifting Pretty podcast. And, um, you know, what happens now with the podcast? So I don't want to just go on hiatus and leave you all in the dark. I think this gives me a good opportunity to interview people that I would love to interview, but they don't really fit in the format of our show. So uh, I'm doing a story time format. Oh gosh, and he's working still. I'm still working. I, and <laughs> and I'm going to do this all on my own. So, you know, I, I don't want to bug Mark and I don't want to He's bug laying you off, Mark. Nadine or Steve, maybe Steve. <laughs> but um, oh, snap. Yeah. So, you know, the, <laughs> what it's going to be is this concept is a, a story time. So all my guests are going to have a very specific story to tell an interesting story about drifting. Um, and, and you don't have to be an OG to do this. But if you have like a really great story that um, that people should hear. Like, this is your chance. And I've already talked to some people that I know have had really cool experiences. And um, so I'm already lining them up. So this is another new thing that I'm going to learn how to do besides merch and podcasting is I'm going to edit on my own. Um, I'm going to record on my own without a co-host. What? Yeah. So look out for that. But I think it'll be really fun. I think it'll give me a chance to get uh, a new kind of... um, 
new kind of thing going for the podcast. Oh, and that'll, that'll drop every month, just like the podcast, mm. just, you know, on a smaller scale. Okay. Have you figured out a date where the, um, the real staff will come back? You know, I've been thinking about this and I think that depends partly on how long it takes for you to record your podcast, but also like, mm -hmm. I want to get, I want to finish getting all these changes together, figure out how it's, you know, how I'm going to make that work. Um, so I know it'll be at least six months for me to figure all of that out and what start recording. What changes are you making? Yeah. I'm I'm hitting heavy here because I, I want to know what I'm going to come back to when I come well, and sign on YouTube again. YouTube has been doing really well for us. <laughs> oh. Um, and I, I think that was always a really cool version of the podcast anyway, just because mm -hmm. of all the extra effort we that Mark does to put pictures and videos yeah. and also yeah. like it's always really cool to see who's talking and see their facial expressions and stuff mm -hmm, like that mm -hmm. so um i really want to concentrate more on youtube and um so one that's that's one major focus is is youtube how can we use youtube to um be a better tool for us to get get our stories out um and you know working with all of the all the stuff involved with youtube so right now we're not doing anything besides just putting the video up right yep. so i think there's a lot of youtube tools that we can use and um definitely please 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 if you love the podcast subscribe to our youtube channel um it'll help us to get to a point where we can monetize and and that will help that will help me compensate everyone involved with the show um and you know like i i think Right now, that's what looks like uh, is the future of the podcast. And I'm, I'm never going to stop putting it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and stuff. But I think there's just so much potential there with YouTube. Okay, my hard-hitting question time. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, as far as the horizon, you know, what are what is your idea, of, say, of the scope of the show? I mean, you know, we've uh, gotten great guests yeah. so far. But, you know, in a little bit behind the scenes, curtains, you know, we've had a lot of discussions of just like where we would like this show to go or mm -hmm. what we would like this show to be. And, you know, as great as it's been talking about the history of drifting in America, you know, I think we've had a vision of something more, right. and something bigger. So, right. I know what you're getting at, Mark. And so when we first started this podcast, it was all about the unsung heroes and the untold stories in, in how it relates related to drifting, drift, the drifting culture that we love today, like all the things that attributed to what we know as drifting today and um you know that was kind of selfish not selfish but you know that was my perspective because i came from drifting but before drifting even existed here i was uh, i was interested in import cars because of the drag racing and the car shows and stuff like that and um when i decided to do this podcast i i knew that if I didn't do this podcast, it would go the same way that the stuff before us is going, which is the import, the import car culture before us, the street racing, the drag racing, like Battle of the Imports, um, the car show stuff. Like the, I remember the quest for Hondas to crack that 10 second record for for the quarter mile, right? Or all the stories that influence what became Fast and right. Furious. Right, and so... We saw all that stuff. I all I'm seeing the I'm seeing people pass away. I'm seeing the stories being lost because no one's providing the the service that we're providing for drifting for the stuff that came before drifting. So I would like to expand 
outside of drifting a little oh, bit. Um, and Steve, you're you are a great example of this. Who you, someone who's been involved since '92, and uh, you've kind of seen things change and grow. And we, you know, you and I were listening to, or you know, there was that um, that conference in Little Tokyo about mm -hmm. uh, it, early import import uh, car culture in in Southern California and what things were like in the '90s and the '80s, and that stuff was really intriguing to me. Um, so I want to I want to touch on stuff like that. So next season, don't be surprised if you see some stuff that is not drift related, but still very important for import car culture in America. And plus, like drifting would never be here. That's right. Unless we had that foundation kind of built. So it, it kind of all goes back to our purpose anyway. So mm -hmm, right. I think it's very fitting um, for sure. And equally, if not more fascinating, I would say. Yeah. It's kind of more like hidden. Yeah. Like right. I feel like we're going to have to dig even deeper. Talk about unsung heroes <laughs> right. and unsung stories. Right. That <clears throat> stuff that yeah. goes way back. But, you know, I also don't want to ignore what's going on today. And I want to have uh, some guests on that are doing really cool stuff today. And I, and I see that they are changing the direction of drifting mm -hmm. culture in America because of the, the cool new things that they're doing, too. Yeah. Agreed. I love that. Okay, honey buns. We're, we're excited. I'm ready. I'm excited too. Good luck with your story time. Can, <laughs> Thank you, you. can you give me an, a preview? Can you give me a preview? Like, like tell, me, tell me one story time guy that you're going to have on. I'm putting you on the spot because, you know, I asked the... Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, um, I've reached out to my good friend Chob from the Midwest. Oh. And he and his team, Team Proceed, went to Japan and they spent... Uh, quite a bit of time there traveling Japan, going to different tracks, and they got to drive drift cars on the tracks that we all watched when we were younger. Mm. So uh, he's he has a really cool story to tell about his time in Japan, and uh, I'm looking forward to that because I feel like with the current format, it's, it would be hard to get someone like Chob on the podcast. So I'm I excited. I love that. Yeah. Shout out to Ch cool. Chob. No yeah. pressure, buddy. You're up. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, um, this is my last heavy hitting question for you. I know oh. like Steve's a quiet dude and he didn't expect to be on this long. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, <clears throat> what do you want to see more next season? Like give Benson some advice because you're an OG. You straight up had like an Integra with the drag turbo. <laughs> okay. And you've had multiple Hachirokus. Like I would say that you definitely are an OG. Um, you have some insight. Um, go. I think there's more people, more like people. older than me, older that, than you. Oh well, of course. Whoa. Than, no, I mean <laughs> that, that that he should he should talk. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> that he should he should talk to you know like okay people like who probably did it in the eighties even. Tell me mm -hmm. your top two. Top two. I really like put people yeah, on Yeah, who slide. are your influences your, when, you, your, uh, when you got your first car? Who are your influences? Well, there weren't really any, you know, you weren't really looking at influences back then. You just yeah. liked cars and you just bought a car. But right. I'd say one would be Junior from Redline Racing. Mm -hmm. oh. He'd be a really good one. Okay. And I, I want to say Ken Miyoshi, but... I do too. You know what? <laughs> you know. Just say it. I mean, Holy Benson, Grail. I know. Jeez. Like and I know you you say Ken Miyoshi because he was in that conference that I was talking about 
um, and he he was talking about the old Nisei Week cruises and mm-hmm. uh, the stuff that you guys used to do back then. Right, right. So he he saw a lot more, I think. Yeah. Yep, I love it. Okay, thank you, thank you very much, Mark. Your last heavy hitting question of the the season. Oh snap! I said that. You said it. Oh my gosh. Um, I want to hear your two people that you would love to see on because I know Benson has his list, right? I know his list is very long. There are people that approach Benson that are like, I think I should be on your podcast. I tell him who I think should be on his podcast, but like, we're just going to add to the list. Like, who are your top two? Okay. Of, you know, like going back to, to when Benson first proposed the idea, like there's two things or two stories that immediately came to mind. The first season we've already tackled, which is Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second is uh, Robbie Nishida. Oh. The story of Okinawa mm. and Hey Man. Yes. Them, like, you know, they don't get a lot. Of, I mean, they're kind of known, but, you know, the story of them is just something I've always wanted to learn. I, I, I've heard secondhand stories, but I'd really, really like to learn of just like, you know, there's a lot of... Uh, western influence because of who they were but then you know they're in japan Mm -hmm. so they're almost caught between two worlds and you know they weren't uh they're a part of drifting history in japan yep but they are very unique and very distinct Mm -hmm. and it's just a story that i've always been intrigued to hear yeah and like if we could if we could get robbie on and hear you know firsthand of just like how it all came about and you know his experiences like i'd Mm -hmm. love to hear that Um, Mm. I don't know. Second, you know, there were so many great uh, guests that we had in the first season. So literally pick any one of them and have a round two. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, as much as, you know, a great interviews that we've had, I still feel that we've kind of just broken the surface on what we've got to talk about. So just to delve deeper into any of their stories, like, yeah. You know, we we mentioned it before, just how many of the guests have just said, like, oh, you know, there's so many things that came to mind and there's so many subjects yeah. we could have talked about. Like, well, yeah. hey, let's bring them back and let's get into that because, yeah. you know, the, this this history is so rich mm-hmm. and the people mm-hmm. that we've had on have not only been so integral, but just have so many stories to tell. And, you know, it'd be great to just, now that their memories have been jogged, to finally get the great, yep. like, deep down stories that, like, uh, would be really entertaining to hear. Cool. I have another I like one. It. Oh, oh, Go for Steve's, it. Steve's another request. speaking up. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I, I really want to see... Uh, <laughs> whale. Yeah, Whale. Gen <laughs> Tenosaki. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think Dai Yoshihara yeah. Yeah. would be great. He's on the list. He's okay. on the list. That's Dai good. made it to the list. Good. Hey, Dai, you're being summoned. I've already talked to him about it. Okay. Oh. He's good. Okay. He's All right. Good. We got to like that. Oh, Dai's, he's good. He's coming. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm just... I, I'm not trying to tell you who to have on the podcast, but I'm just giving you sweet suggestions. Mm-hmm. But we need a girl drifter episode or two. Mm. Oh yeah. Um, and, oh, you and didn't know you're in, you're in season two. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I feel like that's those not are a lies. joke either. You are. That's if I behave. <laughs> I'm good. No Mr. alcohol for you. Yeah, I know. No alcohol for Alex me. Another Alex episode. Oh god. No, but like, and also like, I don't want to give you. I'm going to give you advice. Here we go. Okay. So, um. You know, drifting in Japan uh, for women is completely different mm-hmm. than drifting in J- 
drifting in the USA. And I, I didn't know, like when I was drifting, when I was a girl drifter in the making, I had no idea how drifting was for women in Japan. Um, until later, you know, and I'm still learning, you know, and I think I even asked Yoshioka about it too. And, um, you know, you see the magazines, but it's kind of like, you just see photos. You don't really, and you see the videos, but you don't really get to talk to the girls and see kind of their perspective. And, and it's, um, you know, what I've noticed is just like drifting in Japan for girls. It's like, they're just freaking misfits and (laughs) it's not hot. Like it's not sexy, like America women racers. Like it's just completely different. So, um, I want to kind of dive into that, but you know, I, I, of course, will take your lead because now you're kind of a newfound type A kind of person now. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> so, but that's my two cents, <laughs> whether it's invited or not. Yeah. But anyway, I want to proceed. Okay. Get it. Proceed. Proceed. Shout out. Proceed. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> team proceed. Um, you know, I want to think, um, you know, we had a lot of great episodes this season, a lot of great guests that took a lot of time out from their busy lives to come Mm -hmm. on with us. Um, But we also had sponsors and we kind of hit up our sponsors um, asking just to, to support our podcast and, and take time out, um, send our listeners merch. Um, And so, you know, I I just want to kind of go down the list and, and thank them. Um, Falcon was a big one. They actually sponsored um, our podcast twice. Um, they, they gave us a set of tires. They gave us a bunch of like giveaway merchandise. Yep. I mean, it was huge. And, and it was just kind of like Nick was just, he never bats an eyelash. He says, okay, sure. And it's just so, I feel so fortunate to have great contacts like that Agreed. to support this. Mm-hmm. Same with information, um, supporting two episodes. I mean, I feel like those are big, yes, big, big supporters to have um but you want to go down the list honey buns for more i mean geez Um, we also want to thank threes racing um apex usa coil rad lucky labo thrash racing and final bout Uh, we wouldn't be able to do what we did this season without you guys you guys really allowed us to do these giveaways it was really fun for the listeners and uh, you you helped us grow our audience, and um, so gracious for yeah, you know, a first time podcast. Basically, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah it's really cool. We're nothing, and we're I like, know. hey guys, hey you, Falcon Tires, you all, hey information. You all took a chance on us. You <laughs> yes. know, um, that was really great. It was, it was really nice feeling the love. Yeah, thank you guys. Okay, honey buns, tell me your closing remarks for this season. Okay, the well, final reflections. Um, I. Before I reflect on that, I wanted to thank all of the listeners because, Mm. um, you know, all of you who, you know, were such big fans from episode one um, all the way to the end, uh, I've gotten to talk to so many of you and I realized how small the world is and um, just how how nice people out there are. Um, You know, us doing this podcast, you know, we do a lot of work getting the guests and, um, you know, recording and doing all the post work and, and, you know, producing all of it. But, you know, without the listeners, you know, it's just not the same. It's like, you know, we can produce all we want, but if no one's listening to it, then, you know, 
it's nothing without the listeners. So I wanted to say I really appreciate all of you, um, all of the love and support, all of the encouragement. Um, you know, it's just, it, it's been mind blowing. So you've really uh, changed my outlook on a lot of things, um, including my self-confidence and just, you know, what, what we can produce as a team. Right. And, and I also wanted to thank the team, right? Because, uh, you know, we all know each other because of drifting. And 20 years later, we're coming together and doing something that's related to drifting. But like none of the things that we bring to the table have to do with drifting, right? Babe, you are such an awesome host. Um, you are so great at giving me feedback and encouragement and uh the way that you speak on the podcast, it just gives the podcast uh, so much validity as a professional <laughs> podcast. So, you know, thank you for that. Mark, uh, you're a magician with the audio and the video. Like M-M. Some of the things that you, <clears throat> like I've asked you to fix, I am like, uh, you know, you can try, but I don't know if you can do it. And you, you pull it off. And it's it's so crazy the things that you've done. And sometimes I don't even know what you've done and you've, you explain it to me and I'm like, my mind is blown. And so you're, you're constantly blowing my mind about just all these things that you do, how much time you spend on it. Um, and I get so many compliments on how professional the podcast sounds. And Steve, all of your work, like you're a professional graphic designer and you bring that to the table you really make this look legit and not like, you know, it, it would be terrible if I was on Photoshop making these things that you're making. <laughs> I would, one, it would take me forever. Two, like you really make it look legit. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, you gave us an identity through the, through the logo. And it's just crazy to think that like we all met because of drifting and we're, and we've built this and um, so much of what it is, like I can see all of you, as a reason um, that it sounds the way that it sounds, that the way that it is the way that it is. And it would be completely different with one of you missing. Mm. So thank you. I'm, I'm so blessed to have you guys as part of the team. And, you know, that, you know, it's just like, it's just magic how this all came together. And so, we do it for you, babe. Thank you. Because you're, you're the humble, great, awesome guy that we want to work with. And for sure. And I... And I, one thing that I learned about this podcast is, well, I, I kind of knew, but I, I love serving people, um, serving my fellow brothers and sisters and uh, doing something nice for, for people. And to be able to find something that I love, like drifting and being able to, to provide a service for the drifting community and our guests, um, to be able to humbly just like do that for other people, it it felt really good. So exactly why I said, you know, I put as much effort as I feel it deserves and you understand why. Oh yeah, totally. I totally understand. So, yes. so thank you guys so much. Um, what was I going to say? My closing thoughts. Um, I, I listened back to the first episodes just because it's been so long, right? <laughs> we did, uh, what? 13, 13 episodes total. Lucky number 13, that's a cool way to, to end it, you know, because of S13, Steve. 
Uh, <laughs> 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 I just want to make sure you get that. Um, and it's it is really neat to see how things have progressed since that first episode. Um, I was so nervous on that first one, and mm-hmm. I sounded even through all of your your magic editing skills, Mark. I could hear it in my voice, and I, babe, I could hear when you're talking to me like my voice cracking or um, just like, I didn't know how to get the words out. Um, And so it's like, it's changed my life so much. Um, It's, it's given me a reason to believe in myself. And um, I really think that we pulled off what we set to pull off and that's to get stories before they're forgotten to um, shine a light on people that we felt deserved more credit. And um, it's man, that that Hawaii episode, like so many people didn't know about it and it was blowing their minds. And even though I knew about it, it was still blowing my mind, the yeah. things that we're hearing. Yep. Mm-hmm. And um, I made I've made such good friends with with those people. A lot of those guests I've never met before. And we really kicked it off. And, um, you know, I text a lot of those Hawaii guys, even even the non guests like the the, the people that live in Hawaii that experienced it were, you know, so thankful for what I was doing. And I, I let them know, you don't need to thank me. I'm doing the episode to thank you guys, you <laughs> right. know. And I've got to meet uh, a lot of the people that were OGs um, in Hawaii that we didn't get to interview. And, you know, they didn't, you know, I, I said, sorry, I didn't get to put you on. They, they don't care. They're happy to see um, their friends get credit. And, um, you know, I just... I'm just, my heart is full from all the cool things we got to do with the podcast this season. Same. I love it. I just remembered something. There is a second guest specifically that I I did want. Oh, Mark's going back. Yeah, because I'm willing to bet the listeners out there would love to hear Benson Sue's story. Oh. Because it's always a side, you get kind of stories here and there, you get experiences here and there, but we've never actually delve the whole episode into hearing his mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. he's the last person to want to speak well, i can't interview myself uh, yeah. don't worry i can interview <laughs> yeah. and so, so I mean, can mark and steve i'll think about it oh uh, we'll think about it we'll, <laughs> we'll let there, you know there are there are so many i mean you know like uh, i've told him in person i've said it like but like to get it out it's just like going back to just the idea of this podcast mm-hmm. like the reason why i always thought like benson was the perfect person to host is is because like he has a ton of experience and insight as far as you know just being part of that scene obviously but as a person himself he he's very as you can tell from all the other episodes he's introspective Mm -hmm. he's had Mm -hmm. thoughts he's had you know like ideas and he's just gone past like the things that he's done the things that he's seen and you know he has a lot of uh kind of just not only memories but just has a good insight to what that experience was like and you know he hasn't had a chance to just kind of you know voice his entire experience in that scene and you know you're so good at it and you like i said you've you come off as genuine too so it's like it would be great to finally just dig deep so listeners out there you know we have a voicemail line you know it'd be great to kind of just get ideas and questions that you've loved to hear from him And like that itself can, I'm sure, fill a whole episode. So. 323-607-6075. Please. 
Yes. So Benson will be one of our guests next season. <laughs> I'll think about it. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. Oh, you. dang it. Mark's got the brownie points, not me. That was a good answer. Oh, my gosh. Hey, but, you know, as we're saying all of these things, look at how drifting has changed our lives, mm, right? Yes. No doubt. For sure. It's really cool. Drifting definitely gave me a lot that I can show yeah. for today. Yes. So let's cheers to that. Yes. How, cheers to Kampai. drifting and friendship. Dude, where's our sake bombs? <laughs> <laughs> no sake bombs for you. Uh, that's a whole outtake episode after that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So this wraps up season one of the Salady Mania podcast. Did you know that Benson has made a new form on the saladymania.com website? It's podcast.saladymania.com. And we are taking applications for story time. Just as Benson mentioned on this episode, we're going to be doing story time on our off time between season one and two. We'd love to hear your story on story time. So send in your applications at podcast.saladymania.com. At the top corner of the website, you'll see the button application link. And please subscribe to our YouTube channel. We are on the road to 1,001 subscribers and we'd love your help. So if you haven't followed us on YouTube, please jump over to YouTube to follow this Lady Mania podcast. And signing off, we will see you in the next one. And we are taking applications for story time. Just as Benson, just as Benson mess, just as Benson, Benson. <laughs> oh my God. Shut up.